up, everybody? We back. R2C2. Uh, man, I'm back. It's, I've been I've been gone, bro. I've been gone for a minute. <laughs> yeah, man. It was like I I I can tell how long you've been gone by how thick the beard is right oh, now. Oh man, it's, I'm, I'm gonna let it I'm gonna let it bang out at least till like Christmas this year. Really? Yeah. But it's I'm gonna interesting. Let it go this year. You don't have the mustache thick. You just have the nah, beard. Nah, I just thick. have the beard thick. Yeah. Is that you normally Amber, your move? I forget yeah, Amber, if that's your move. Amber hates the the thick mustache, so I gotta okay. keep the, the mustache low and the beard thick. All right. That sounds like a difficult balance, but you yeah, know, you know, Jordan can handle that. Yeah, Jordan can handle. It. That's why you have Jordan. He's he's exactly. he's here for these tall tasks. Have you enjoyed your hiatus through the month of August? You know, we've missed uh, you here. It's been good, man. I've been all over the place, bro. I've been on ranches. I've you know, I've been Martha's Vineyard playing golf. It's been uh, I went to Cleveland for a week. I did. Uh, they had like their Hope Week out there, and I went out there and. Did some charity events and the traveling secretary for the uh, for the Indians Guardians retired after fifty years in that organization. So wow. it was a uh, it was a good group of players that came back to honor him. And you know it's it's been a good month, man. I think I think going forward, August is going to be my vacation month. Like that's just going to okay. be my month where like yeah. I, you know I'm yeah. just I'm gone. You're gone. You're yeah, gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. And you know what? There are people who do that. Like, yeah, yeah. It, like that's just like, this is the month. Don't expect to hear from me. And, and, and I think in Italy, all like the uh, people shut down. Like that's a holiday yeah. month for everyone. Very, very much so. Yes. Especially so, there's I'm like a, that on. I'm going to live my life yeah. like the Italian people and just take August off. No, it's interesting about that with Italy is like tourism's become so huge in that month that there are a lot of people there who have to stay if their lives sort of like revolve around, revolve tourism. around tourism. Yeah. 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 yeah but, yeah. but it's also a time where Italians go on vacation in Italy because of that too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so you were, you were about to say something else along those lines. See with that's, Italy. That's, that's my new thing. No, I'm just going to okay. live my life like, like, uh, like the Italians and take August off because Dude. July is so fucking stressful with the all-star game and everything that goes on at, at that and Tahoe. That yeah, you know, I kind of need a little break in August. Right, the All Star Game, <laughs> golf tournaments, the Tahoe. Life gets difficult, and you know, <laughs> and 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 one needs a respite from these activities, uh, especially yeah. an antisocial motherfucker like me. I know it's the greatest hoax of them all. You know, it's like <laughs> people see this like wonderful, lovely bear of a man smiling uh, on TV I, with I, his gorgeous beard. Be and he's like, get me home and in my man cave and don't oh, talk to me. Yeah. What's going on with you right now? You got the, the uh, WNBA playoffs? Yeah, man. WNBA semifinals, uh, Seattle, Vegas. Awesome series, man. Awesome series. Um, and uh, and uh, the other series, Connecticut, Chicago, really good too. It's been, you know, it's been amazing for me seeing the growth of this league. Like our ratings this postseason thus far the numbers have been incredible man like would you talk about growth it's to now this is my 10th postseason doing this to see the way the league has grown in the last 10 years is it's amazing and the investment um that companies are starting to make in the league and and kathy engelbert the commissioner is just she is a fantastic businesswoman and the right person to lead the league and so it's for me it's fun and then what I love just from like nerding out broadcasting wise, see, is calling a series. There's nothing like calling a series because it's just about hoops. 
And it's just about adjustments and those storylines, you know, and like, see, okay, like, you know, in game one, Brianna Stewart was was constantly getting, you know, because Vegas switches all ball screens. She's constantly being getting mismatched, mismatched on guards. Like, how does Vegas adjust to that? Do they? Or would they rather take Seattle out of their flow and just have them feel like, you know, they're going one-on-one ISO ball with Stewie, even if it's a matchup that favors Seattle? You know, I just love that kind of stuff throughout the course of a series. Just yeah, fun. that's dope. But that you can get into... Yeah, and that you can get into a series like that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, get into the little intricacies of a series because when you call them just one-offs, you know, you never know how the game's going to go, and it's just, you know, you on to the next. But, yeah, yeah get, into a ser- get into a series is awesome. That's cool. And that's one of the things I like about when I call a stretch of baseball games, too. Obviously, a, a series in July does not have the same intensity as a playoff series does, but you see trends, right? You, if you watch, you know, one of the great things about baseball and being with the team every day is when you see, oh, like, I know this dude is, you know, two for his last 13, but I can just tell the way he's taking pitches. He's about to get it going, you know, like mm-hmm. that. As opposed that to showing up and seeing a guy's two for 13 and being like, ah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's when is your next. Uh, when is your next baseball stretch? Yeah, I don't have any more TV. Um, Part of the reason is because of how the WNBA playoffs fall this year, uh, where because I probably would have been doing Oakland and Anaheim, but WNBA playoffs are earlier this year because they go and play Euros afterwards. So they slide up the calendar for the W. Um, But I have Yankees radio September 26th to the 28th in Toronto, which, yeah, you should come out. Judge might be sitting on 60, man. Yeah, I mean, he might to, be sitting on 60 at that point for sure. That I I am like, gosh, I would love that man to get to call that moment. But he, I mean, he, he really has a legitimate shot at this. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. Like, I think if, if teams, you know, don't start doing like what Nevin did, which is smart, what he did last night, mm-hmm. then I think, I think he's got a legit chance to, to hit 65. I mean, he yeah. can hit 15 in a month. Easy. He could, he definitely could. Um, See, I'm excited for our guest today because there are certain people you watch on TV and you're just like, damn, like they're just really good. Like, you know, where you're just like, they just know what they're doing. Like, and you can just, you can not only feel their preparation, but you can feel their talent. And I feel like Mark DeRosa is one of those dudes who you watch him on MLB Central every morning, 9 a.m. on MLB Network, and you're just like, yeah, that guy's just like, he's just good, man. He's just really good on air. Yeah, no, he's great. I mean, and and I think that, you know, it, you could tell that he loves the game. And and you could tell that he was a good teammate. And all the guys that he talk about that, you know, he loves as his favorite teammates or the guys that I talk about that I like as my favorite teammates. So, you know, me and D-Row never got a chance to play together. We know a lot of the same people. And, uh, you know, we've always had a great relationship. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to get him on the pod today. And Mark is uh, the manager, the new manager of Team USA at the World Baseball Classic, um, which a lot of interesting thoughts about that. And, and you'll hear some interesting perspective from Mark, some great stories as well. Um, and we go through everything. Yankees trade deadline, their struggles now. Um, you know, the Mets, are they the favorites in the National League? Uh, the Dodgers and and their October hopes, you know, some of the key injuries right now. Um, really, I thought just really great insight. Uh, see from from Mark and and the yeah, audience is going to sure. enjoy I mean, this. Obviously, getting the chance to to manage this this group of guys is going to be fun. 
But like you said, his insight into, you know, all of the, you know, the happenings in the game right now. I think it's cool, though, his, his you know, his coaching staff. You know, he's got Junior on the staff. He's got Andy Pettit as the yeah. uh, pitching coach. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of watch this group, you know, next next spring, you know, take its shape and, and see if they can win, you know, a, a world championship, I guess it's called. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So without further ado, here is Mark DeRosa of MLB Network making his R2C2 debut. See, I feel like the the first way we have to start with Mark is just to say congratulations because this is the the manager of Team USA at the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, for sure. Is it coach now? Is it coach D Row? Or I mean, what are we gonna go by? Skip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's got it, honestly, and and CC knows this. It's that was it was a pinch me moment when Tony kind of looked across his his desk and said, "Hey, you want to do this?" Um, blown away by by all of it. Um, blown away by getting this opportunity. Humbled by it. Honored. Um, don't want to screw it up. I spent today going in, like I'm picking the brains of every manager I ever had. I called Buck Showalter right out of the shoot. I said, I need to come in and shadow you. Like, I want to know what are the landmines I could potentially step on. I want this to be a seamless transition for the guy showing up. You know, I haven't played in nine years. I'm well aware of that. I know the game's changed at the end of the day, a lot of the same, but I want what they, what their normal is to be consistent when they come. So just beyond fired up for the opportunity. And then once you get Mike Trout to commit early, I think it, <laughs> it, it kind of creates this snowball effect. I've, I've spoken to him on the phone quite a bit, actually, since, since I've been named a manager and, you know, he called Harper and said, Harp, let's do this. And Harp's like, if you're in, I'm in. I'm going to call Luki, nice. and now I'm going to call him. And, and now it's kind of taken on a life of its own. So I don't know how I'm going to make them all happy, but we'll figure it out. Hey, with, with uh, I know your name comes up, like, a lot with, like, managerial jobs and, and stuff like that. Like, getting a chance to manage this group of guys yeah. in kind of this setting, you think this is, like, kind of like a, a – not a tryout, but just, like, a good – experience to get you know what i'm saying like yeah. trying to manage all these different personalities and pitching and all of this stuff you know like i mean this could be a good look you know if if, if organizations are looking for a manager yeah i'm not i'm not treating it like that see i'm, I'm kind of going into this like when they called and said do you want to come in and interview for it i had interviewed for a couple managerial openings on the sly for the mm -hmm. last couple of years, not recently, actually, I interviewed with the Marlins back in the day when they gave it to Don Mattingly, knowing full well he was getting it. It was kind of Jeffrey Loria called me up and was like, hey, I want to take you through the through the interview process. Mm -hmm. So I went through that with the Marlins. I actually got interviewed for the Mets job when they gave it to Mickey Calloway. But I kind of tiptoed into those interviews. I didn't mm -hmm. know if... Well, they're seeing me as a manager, but I, do I see myself as one? Because, and and maybe you could attest to this. We always question the manager's moves as players sitting on the bench, but I never sat there as a player and said, one day 
I'm yeah, the manager. No, I did but, but but you knew the guys that were gonna be managers. Like I sat on the on the bench next to Booney and was like, this guy's gonna fucking manage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I like I watch you on TV and I'm like, oh, that guy's a manager. You can just tell, yeah. like, I, I sit next to A-Rod on the bench and I'll be like, oh, this guy's fucking he wants pre- it. like president of baseball ops. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's that type of, but like you you knew who could manage when you play with guys, you know what I'm saying? I think the biggest thing I tried to do as a teammate is, is try to create a, like an environment, like where it was like brutal truth. Guys could, guys could be themselves every day. Guys were dying to get to the yard at one two o'clock mm-hmm. became one forty-five, became one thirty Cause you wanted to be with the boys. That, yep. that, and so I could tell you like brutal truths. I knew who I was as a player. I, I, on every team I ever was, I was the 25th man. And then you start to climb. Right. But I always knew. So it was coming from a place of, of, of honesty. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to wipe me out on something, I was totally cool with it. If it was justified. So that's kind of how this kind of came about. I went through, like I said, I went through the Mets process. And at the end, when Sandy called me, it was during the 2017 world series, if I'm not mistaken, he called me, we landed in LA. He said, Hey, I'm going to give the job to Mickey. And I said, can I ask you why? I just want to know why. Like, and he goes, cause at no point during this interview and they sat with me for a heck of a long time. He said, at no point during the interview, did you say, I want to be the manager of the New York Mets? And I'm not saying that was the be all end all, but he said, I can sense you don't totally know if you want to take this bear on. Mm-hmm. And he was right. So when this opportunity presented itself, I went into, I, I went into New York to sit down with Tony a, a little bit different. Like I wanted this. I want, I want, yeah. I, I wanted this regardless of, I didn't think it would steamroll into every all-star under the sun coming <laughs> that put some serious pressure on me, but I, I wanted the opportunity, so I approached the interview a little bit different. Nah, but that's just a testament to like who you are, though. With like, if the guys want to sign up, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, when you get the job and the guys want to sign up, but like you ain't got to call people, then that means that you know you you're doing the right thing. Yeah, I spoke to I I've pretty much everyone who's committed, coaching staff wise and and player wise. I've spoken to on the phone. There's only one guy I can't get on the phone. You could probably guess who? Griffey Jr. The kid will not <laughs> pick up my phone. <laughs> 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 he's the only person that's worse on the text than me like all my texts from him is everything's blue he never he never fucking replies like everything's and then when you see him it's like he he replies to everything you text him the last three months <laughs> hey i dialed up his number like i can't believe i'm calling ken griffin you know but everybody's oh. fired up for it, and everyone understands. Like, talking to Trout, I talked to Trout on Saturday night. He was laying in his room in Toronto. We spoke for a while. Um, he's the captain of this thing. It'll, it'll kind of, like, everyone, like I told him, I said, Mike, there's no way. Like, it's line shifts, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's better, Rio Muto or Will Smith? Uh, I mean, yeah. Tim Anderson yeah. or Trey Turner? Uh, the outfield stat like guys are guys are going to have to realize that there's going to be some days where maybe you have to pick somebody up. And I know, I know you're not necessarily used to doing that and I don't want to do it, but I don't see any Mark DeRosa sitting on the bench. 
That yeah, but I, but I think, but I think when guys <laughs> commit to this, like they understand that yeah. you know it's about what's on the front of the jersey, and and you really want to win, and, and what it you know what you what it takes, and what it's going to take to win this tournament. You know what okay. I'm saying, and and how much emotion and everything you got to put into it. So it's it's not really going to be about like you know the name on the Play back. It's going to be it's got to be right. about what's on the front. And if that's the point, if that's the case, then the guys going to do yeah. whatever the fuck to win. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Come off the bench to to pinch run, do whatever. Like that's the type of of, of camaraderie you're gonna need to win this thing. It's funny you say that because as I was sitting here thinking about like some of the things that I'm gonna say at the first meeting, sitting in front of them, it's a, if I need you for three weeks to care about the 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 three letters on the front of your chest. Otherwise, this won't work. And it's we got too many too, too many dudes in here to try and like figure out who the alpha is. Yeah, the alpha might be the hitting coach for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, definitely the alpha. Yeah, I, you know what? See, did you get a chance to play in it? No, I never played in it because I was always worried about you know getting hurt. The first year that I really like, I I revved up to play was the year I was a free agent, and then I was yeah. I wanted to be in Yankee camp, so I was like, ah, I don't want to miss my first spring training with the Yankees and. That was the year that I was like ready to go, but I just I wish I would have played. I played in the Olympics in two thousand. I played in the Olympics in two thousand, so I got a chance to like represent the country and understand what that is. But I wish I would have played in the World Baseball Class. The one regret I have is not playing. Two thousand nine, I uh, I got traded to Cleveland from Chicago and and got asked to play on this. And I remember talking to Mark Shapiro, and you know him well. He called yeah. me like Dero, you know. I really don't want you to go because I want you to come into camp in Cleveland. I want you to be a leader. And if you leave for three weeks or four weeks, like how are these guys going to react? I said, Mark, I got to go. I'm sorry. I'll leave in two weeks. I got, and it was the best. It was the best experience. I mean, outside of like, being on the bench for the world series and playoff games and all that stuff. It was the best experience. And you know what? The first couple of weeks of it, it is a feeling out process. And then David Wright, I'll never forget it. He got a huge walk-off knock against Puerto Rico and we rushed the field and it changed everything. We went into the clubhouse and it changed everything. We ended up losing in the semifinals, but man, like we were a team and it came together pretty quick. You do think that this generation of players are a lot closer than we kind of were. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they all kind of like hang out together. They, you know, they they hang out in the offseason. A lot of these guys know each other yeah. a lot more than we did to make it easier to come together. You know what I'm saying? Like 100 percent right. Cause I always felt like, you know, talking to guys like Chipper Jones or watching like Jimmy Rollins and 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 Jeter, they were our shortstops that year. There was like a little, maybe, maybe not for Jeter, but I know for J-Roll, he was like, I want to show. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. Chipper and A-Rod, I know Chipper wanted to show what was up. So yeah, I, I, I but I don't I don't I don't get that from these guys. No, you I don't get it saying? either. Like, and they and they've all been knowing each other for a long time. So I think they'll come together a little quicker because. They don't really need to show. Yeah. And they all got the dough. You know what I'm saying? Like they all paid. So it's like they don't really need to show each other anything. So I mean, I feel like they'll come together a little quicker. I feel like this generation will. Yeah. The one of the nicest texts was was Paul Goldschmidt. 
he basically wrote down like, I mean, this guy's going to win the MVP in the National League. And he wrote, he was like, Nero, whatever you need me to do. Like, I know what I'm getting into. 2017, Jim Leland played Eric Hosmer over him in the, in the championship game. I mean, that was probably a tough pill for him to swallow and go back. But I've talked to Leland. He goes, hey, Haas was swinging it at the time. It's the third week of spring training. Some guys get off, you know, you know, you've had good springs and terrible springs. I either hit 100 or 500 in spring training. Yeah. There's kind of no in between. You didn't have time. So I think that's the biggest thing in talking to Mike and some of the other guys. It's, it's got to be, you know, everyone's going to get their playing time, their ABs, but hopefully when we advance and get down to, to, to when we're trying to win this thing, you know, you're taking on the Puerto Ricos and the Japans and the Dominicans, like their team, they're stacked. So hot, hot, hot guy's going to play. Mark, what is for you, what does this event look like at its best and as it evolves? Yeah, I think for me, it's been a slow burn, right? You're getting a trepidation of like CC saying of, of guys wanting to play their, their organizations, I think we're a little reluctant early on to let them go. I think there's been a massive shift recently. I mean, COVID crushed it, that little pocket. But 2017, for the U.S. to win it, to be in those ballparks, Puerto Rico had that place on lock. I mean, anyone who's ever played in a Latin American country in winter ball, I spent two months in Venezuela playing for Caracas in 1999. Bobby Abreu. I mean, the list goes on. All the guys that I played with on that team, a game against Magianis versus Caracas, there's 40,000 people and it's, it's life or death. (laughs) Like they are, when they get their countrymen together, they're, they're coming with it. They're trying to win this thing. I just saw Lindor at city field today. He couldn't be more fired up and they're trying to win a world series. So I think, I think the Latin American countries kind of drive the energy in this thing and have taken it to a whole nother level where the U S guys, the Mike Trouts of the world are like, well, if I don't do it now, am I going to do it? You know, when, when am I going to do it? It might be too late. So I think he felt obligated to put the USA across his chest. And I I think by him doing it, it kind of opened the floodgates for a lot of these other stars. Yeah. It's interesting because what you're talking about with just the, the energy that you feel from the Latin American countries, it also, it, it makes for once you're in it, it makes for really compelling TV when you see how invested these guys are, how much they care. And so now that you have the trickle to the best players also playing in our country, I would think that that in itself will generate more interest here. Just knowing like, Oh, okay. Like, no I'm doubt. watching Trout and Mookie and who knows, maybe a guy like Judge, whoever it might, like big time stars or Paul Goldschmidt, they're, they're playing for your team. They're yeah. all playing. Yeah, I mean, if you're not if, if you're not locked in on this, you don't love the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I mean, where are you going to get this guy? I mean, I have a 12 year old son. CC can attest to this as well. First off, when I got the when I when I got it, he couldn't comprehend that. And then I start telling him who's on the roster. It's like, what? Yeah. Like I'm playing MLB to show and I can't create a team this good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he's going to get a chance to, to to be in the dugout and get a chance to meet some of these guys. So for me, those are the little things that kind of take me back. See, did you ever go and play winter ball at any point or or even go see any games there or anything? 
No, I go I, I go watch winter ball a lot. I never got a chance to play. I never played the fall league winter ball. I, the only time I played outside of you know the with the Indies organization was in the in the Olympics in two thousand. So that was my only experience of you know international baseball. But I go to I go to DR a lot and watch a lot of those those winter ball games, and I love the atmosphere. It's my crazy. actual my plan was remember I told you this. My plan was to pitch games in winter ball and like that be my retirement. Like I yeah, wanted, to, yeah. I wanted, to, I wanted to pitch three innings in a winter ball game and like be done. You know what I'm saying? That but was it. Didn't yeah. work out like that, but that was my plan. <laughs> Man, if your arm would have stayed on, uh, then you yeah. would have been able to do that. I might be yeah. able to do it now. I'm yeah. shocked you, you didn't go to the fall league. Everybody went to fall. Everybody league. went to the fall league. I never went to the fall league. Like I went it was twice. I met my wife in the fall league. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and oh, I've heard so many stories about the fall league. Everybody got to play together. I never. Oh went. man, that was that. That was kind of the best time. Best times of your life there. I went to instructs. I, well, I had the one off season. I went to instructs, and then the next off season, uh, it was I was in the I was. You were in the show. I was in the show. And then I went to the instructs after that. They sent me to instructs after my first year in the big leagues, guys. Protecting, <laughs> protecting that pitch count. <laughs> wow. Yo, Mark, we, we love watching you on MLB Networks. You know, C always has it on. I always have it on. First of all, let's just say this for the aesthetics of MLB Network. It's a beautiful look. Like, there's something the network just got right with the visual of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just turn it on and it just looks right. Uh, you know what? It, 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 it's huge. That's studio studio 21 named in honor yeah. of Roberto Clemente. It is unbelievable. And what I appreciate about our director, Lucas is he wants to use the whole space. You know, we just don't stay on that couch. It's such a beautiful space. We're constantly moving around that skybox that we're able to do all those breakdowns on. Yeah, is, which is are awesome. I love those breakdowns. It's yeah. awesome. So yeah, that was that was a game, that was a game changer for us to to have the show out of there. Yeah, it, it's a it's a great look. And and obviously, you know, we're getting we're getting towards uh, you know, pennant races heating yeah. up and 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 October baseball and November baseball this year. I, I guess I want to start here with you, Mark. How do you assess what we have seen from the Yankees over the last six weeks. Well, I judge judges carried them, right? Everyone's yes. dealing with their, their fair share of injuries, but can we, we, we can all just put our cards out there. Judge judges carry this team. Yes. I mean, that's why I do believe that he should win the MVP as of today. I, I yes. get it with the Otani, but you better back. You gotta give me a different award then. Uh, you know what? Then they better back it up for the next 10 years because nobody's beating Otani then. He's literally going to win it for the next decade. And, and, see, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. No, it's got to be judged this year. Just give it's got to be judged this year. Just give me a award to give to Otani, and I'll give, I'll give Judge the MVP. Just give me something else well, to give him. Like, a silver <laughs> slugger. He can win I a silver slugger. Felt- and I know I'm totally dodging your Yankee question. No, no, it's okay. We're in a, we're in another interesting topic. We'll get no, back. I, to it. I never <laughs> felt like the MVP was the best player or the guy who had the best stats. I I never felt like that was the essence of the of the award when I was a kid. Yeah, I always felt it was like a guy who took his team over the top. Yeah, a guy that with without this guy, there was no chance they were potentially playing in October. And I feel like he's done that. I, I hate that Otani's, you know, on the Angels and and they're losing three out of four 
regularly, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like but the word value world. He's been other yeah, world yeah. center field. He's playing center field this year. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and he bet on himself. You, turned down 31 and a half million for seven years and said, no, I'm going to trust at 30 years old. I'm going to go out and he's got 50. (laughs) It's not even September yet. He's got 50. (laughs) It's amazing. And if you want it, if you want it, and I agree, Mark, completely with the valuable word, I very much look at you take Otani off the angels. Where are they? Well, they're they're where they are. They're still not a playoff team. You take judge off the Yankees. They go from first place to not even a wild card team this year. And the other thing I'd say is if you want to even just skew towards the analytics and make it the war award instead of valuable, yep. judge still wins that battle. Yeah. Even if you yeah. add the pitching you and the gotta, hitting war. You gotta, you gotta give me a Otani. You gotta give him a different award. If you, you, gotta, wanna, you gotta make up an award for him and give him an award, and then I'll give Judge MVP. He got an award until last then, year, see? Why are you so worried then, about his trophy case? <laughs> until then, until then, Otani's the MVP. No. Hey, CC, getting back to the Yankee question, this is the way I look at them, right? I always try and look at what what can you do in October to win that sprint? Okay. So I love Garrett Cole. I still hand them the ball and feel good about it, right? Nestor Cortez has had a great season. But after that, I feel like as a guy driving to the yard offensive, I'm not taking anything away from the, the guys they have. They're good mm-hmm. dudes. They're, you know, the tie-ons of the world, Severino. I feel like, okay. You know, if ne- if one of those Cole or Nestor slips up, this series flips now. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna pitch around Judge. He's not gonna beat us. And the Yankee team, thank God for Matt Carpenter catching a heater. Mm-hmm. But if you're reliant on Matt Carpenter and and Clay Holmes turning out to be Mariano Rivera, I, I just I feel like they left themselves vulnerable. I thought they were going to do more at the deadline. I'm not saying they didn't try to. I didn't think their moves at the deadline made them exponentially better than what they were the day before it. I didn't, I just didn't feel like Montaz was Castillo, not saying they were willing to give up the, the farm for him. Volpe, he yeah. would have changed them, right? Yeah, Castillo would have changed everything. He would have changed yeah. everything for him because now you got to face Cole. Now you pushed Nestor down to three. Now that that wild card series is potentially over, or if you win that first series, now you got a five game set. You can bring Cole back. The bullpen for me, they've been beaten with injuries, Michael Kings of the world, all these guys going down have, have really hurt them, but they're swinging, missing that. I know they got more athletic. I don't know. They just, I, I, they're, they're too reliant for me on, on Aaron judge being perfect or, or standing backing them up. So it's, it's, it's going to be tough for me to see a world where they get just ridiculously hot again, like they were in the early part of the season. And for me, like just thinking about it, like, the the best teams in the bay in baseball right now are in the National League. So it don't even matter what the fuck the Yankees do anyway. Because the Mets, the Dodgers, and the fucking Braves, right. and even the fucking Cardinals. Yeah. It's the, the four best teams in the big leagues are in the National League. You so I like believe I, I mean, I I like Houston, but I don't think they can beat one of those four teams yeah. that I just named. And Verlander hurt now. Not not in the seven game series. I think all four of those teams in the seven game series can beat any team in the American League. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're far off on that. I I, I put nothing past Houston just because it's kind of that been there done uh, been there done that mentality. Like they seem to let the other team fold in front of them. 
and they just keep playing good baseball. It's going to be a long series with them regardless. You know what I'm saying? It's a grinder with them. They move their starters to the bullpen. They just, they, they, they shorten games. They do a lot of things really well. Altuve's a beast. Bregman's gotten hot in the second half. St. Louis has been an interesting story. St. Louis is good, dog. Yeah. What the, do you, Yan- the Yankees. I mean, let's I get to the up, Montgomery I thing. What do you for the Yanks? Yeah. Like, yeah. Now I'm a Jersey kid through and through. So like. Yeah. You want them to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's what. It, I, I got two follow-ups on that, Mark, that CC and I've discussed the, um, the, the Montgomery trade and, and all aspects of that. And yeah, help me make, make that make sense. Right. Like, I mean, Mark, you look at that move and you see, I mean, honestly, both JP Sears and Montgomery have pitched better than Montas thus far. Right now, now, obviously there probably will be some regression to the mean at some point for Frankie, but, um, is there a way for you to make sense of the Montgomery trade from a Yankee perspective. And could we be also seeing some ripples beyond just what they're losing from him in the rotation, but maybe also sort of it, it maybe being a little jarring to, to a group that had won a lot up to that point. Yeah. I think, I think the thing for me is I always look at the, like the, the reactions of the players, right? Montgomery was totally taken aback by it. He had no right. idea that that was coming. Um, Obviously, they felt like Montas was was an up, obviously an upgrade from Montgomery. And what does Montgomery do? He goes over to St. Louis. They hey, they say, hey, scrap the sinker, start throwing more four seamers, and he's been phenomenal until he ran into the Braves this past weekend. But I have to believe in my heart. Sitting at that, we were we were on during that time, and I was sitting there going like, they have to be cooking up something else. Yes, and maybe it just didn't get done. Yeah. We were hearing Pablo Lopez. We were hearing different names coming through, but it's like, or they just have a real love affair with Harrison Bader, who, if they can get on the field, I'd love to see what, what he brings to the table. He certainly brings some, some energy and some defense and allow judge to get off his feet and move to a corner and rest him for the postseason a little bit more. But yeah, I thought everything they did was kind of what, what was, expected like every, people were calling Ben attendee. They got Ben attendee. P once Castillo went up, they're going to get Montas. They got Montas. Like there was nothing that like outside the box blew mm. my hair back to where I was like, wow, they got, be- they got better. Would you have without like, you know, expecting you to have some full analysis or projection for what Anthony Volpe is or isn't going to be, but would you, if, if, Giving if getting Castillo meant giving up Volpe, would you have done that if you were the Yankees? No. Okay. No. Well, I'd have I'd have to see who you know. You got two of them, right? You got the Peraza, Peraza down yeah. there as well. One, yeah. I think one of them gets you know one in a package gets it done, but it didn't happen. I just it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure on. Like I say, I always knew who I was as a player, but when you look around their team, CC can say this, like there's, there's outs in that lineup for CC to eat up in a postseason game. It just is, I, I, you see it on a nightly basis. So if, if you don't let, you saw it last night, DJ LeMay, who moved. Yeah. 
you know, the uh, sack, he sack bunted in a run. Yeah. Safety squeeze. You yeah, can't yeah, depend yeah. it first and third. And yep, what does yep, Phil yep. Nevin do? Bang four. Bang. Judge. <laughs> you're not, you're not hitting comes up okay. next time. Bang four. You're not hitting. So until John Carlo gets his legs under him and gets more calibrated with the fastball and he's on it. And once they stick him behind him and he's rolling, I think the Yankees get a heck of a lot better because you could see Booney trying to do things to jar him. I mean, Rizzo batted sixth. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to win, Rizzo can't bat six for you, in my opinion. So, I like, think the key, too, is, like, Severino's got to get yeah. – like, if Severino can get healthy and get right and, like, be a guy again, then that's, that changes the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that changes everything for him. If, yeah, Chappie. But it's got to be Sevy. Just if he can go – he can get back to being that guy that can go five, six, seven innings. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know if we're going to get that in this postseason, you know, because he's missed so much time. But I think he's the key to this team, like, getting over that Houston hump. That's what I, th- I, I, like I think. Like, in the flip side, and CC can, can, can add on to this, whatever you think the Mets are, whatever you think they are, if DeGrom and Scherzer are right and throwing the ball well, it, I mean, I played for the Braves in 2001 and we when we played Arizona and it was Schilling Johnson, Schilling Johnson. And it was just like almost too much to, oh, it didn't matter. It's too much to overcome. You might maybe beat one of them, get lucky, but when it dust settles, they they find a way. It's, it would, be, would have been heroic for us to, to knock them off and then they go on, beat the Yanks in dramatic fashion, but... You throw DeGrom out there. I mean, honestly, I've seen DeGrom pitch now doing this job for the last, really diving in on it for about the last four or five years. He doesn't get hit. <laughs> Never. Like, he, he goes, Ever. And he's, Ever. Throwing, he's throwing two pitches Man. on one side of the plate. Oh, one side of the plate. like heater away, slider. Heater away, slider. And he is, no one hits him. Because that shit is extremely fucking. He throws fuel. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's he throws harder than anybody I've ever seen. Like so that shit is it's unhittable. Together. It's yeah, unhittable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit is crazy to watch. Like when you watch it from the dugout or from the side, it's like there you have no fucking chance. Guardian yeah. hit a home yeah. run off of him in City Field. He came back in. He was like, got to that heater. It was a 93-mile-an-hour slider that was down again. <laughs> he swung for a heater, guys. Like, <laughs> he had no idea what he hit. So that's you know what why, like, it's, just, it's crazy. Yeah, that's why they're the, they're the scariest team for me. And the Dodgers, without Bueller and G- Gonsolin gets hurt, I mean, hopefully they're protecting him. But, like, it that starts getting thin. And mm. you start taxing that bullpen early in that seven-game series, five-game series. You start – you let me – not me, but you let us see your bullpen weapons. Keep letting us see them. I guarantee you by game five we get one of them. If I think you kind of just tipped your hand there, Mark. But to put it more directly, are the Mets the team that you most like to come out of the National League? I mean, when I, I I never deviate from my opening day predictions because I think that's that's a sad. I I, okay. I picked the Dodgers to play Toronto, so I was oh, going. To, I was going with, with Toronto. <laughs> <too>? <laughs> I was going with the sexy Blue Jays. Pick. Still could happen. Could happen. Still could happen. Could happen. But yeah, the the Mets for me, like 
in an 11 game sprint. They're tough to, they, they put the ball in play. They play D. They got a closer that's on at another level right now. I don't know if it continues, but he's on a heater. And you're going to get Scherzer and DeGrom four times and then mix in a Bassett, mix in a Taiwan Walker. They're going to be tough. They're going to be tough to beat. The only, the only way you beat them is if Taiwan Walker and Bassett don't go deep in the games and you get into that bullpen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, if the game is in the seventh inning and you and you're down and you only got two or three runs and you know what I'm saying the game's over, cuz you know, know, like it's it's a wrap. It's gonna be like that's gonna be a tough team to beat in the postseason. Maybe the Braves can still get in that head. That's the one thing I remember as a young player coming up with the Atlanta Braves. When there was this feeling that the Mets are going to fall. They, they, they'll, gonna they'll fall. fall. They're going to fall. They're going to fall here. <laughs> if we just that's, play fundamental baseball, we're going to get this done. That's like us with Toronto. Like, with the, like any, anytime Toronto is good, it's like with the, when you with the Yankees, like, if you just go in there and play good baseball, they <laughs> will fuck fall. this up. They'll fuck it up for us. Like, we just go in there and play good baseball. Don't do not do anything crazy, yep. and we'll come out of here and win the series. Yeah, That's the sure. truth. That's the truth. Yeah. Atlanta's, Atlanta's stacked, too. But the Dodgers got 50 games over over five. It's just crazy what they were able to do. Well, And they've kept churning out the wins regardless of who yeah. goes down. Like, it's just like it doesn't matter. They just – They have – they're lying. It, it, oh, it's ridiculous. And they it really feels like they've hacked the system, right? Because, I mean, I guess you have that a little bit with what Houston's done as well. And you're still waiting for, you know, a second championship during this run from both teams. But the, with, with the Dodgers, it's like they are not afraid to spend whatever, right? They're not at all going to, you know, there is no price tag that scares them away from something they want. And then they also are not afraid at all to use any prospect to acquire anyone they want because they have full faith that they're going to reload the system, which, by the way, they do every single time. It's it's an unbelievable machine they've built out there. And then they bring in the guy like like Andrew Heaney and they take him and show him if you tighten your slider up X amount and you do this and you throw the heck out of this pitch and it is amazing to me. I like the analytics and stuff. I, I, I'm totally, you know, in on all yeah. of it. I think at the end of the day, I always say this, I want the answers to the test, but I guarantee you the teacher is going to change the questions when the game starts and you got to be able to adapt. But I, I do want all the information going in, but I, I'm blown away at how many guys have with, with the data that's out there can have resurgence like in their careers, like, you know, you meet a coach, Hey, you know, if you throw your split more, if you elevate your heater more, and then these guys become nasty for like a, a two, three year run. So there's something to be said for that, that the Dodgers are able to consistently Tyler Anderson is like 14 and one or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> change up that's falling off the table. <laughs> And it's in Colorado, crazy. that wasn't the case. So yeah, you know, I know. As soon as Heaney here. Heaney went there, I was like, oh yeah, they'll they'll find something they'll with figure him. Out a Joey way. Gallo is yeah. there ranking, guys. Oh. Hey, hey, I I know this is gonna sound crazy. And growing up here, you know, you you feel 
I you felt bad. I felt. Oh bad. yeah, I felt horrible. Oh I, yeah, oh yeah. Walking into this, I felt bad for him. I I would have I would have pulled him into the office and say, I only pulled the plug on this if you tell me you can't handle it no more, because he's so athletic mm-hmm. and he's such a good defender and he's a deer and and you can tell he gives a shit and you can, like he wants it so bad. So it was like when they moved him, I'm like. He's going to get a big knock. Like, I'm not surprised <laughs> that he, we always knew he's Peak Valley guy. That's who he is. But he brought yeah. defense every day and he brought, but it just. This place, it can wear on you, man. Yeah, you know I, I can saying? only imagine. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to put it on, but I could only imagine him getting in his car every night going home, like, get me out of here. Even though <laughs> I feel like his skill set is. So, so good that I'm not shocked that he's uh, kind of caught lightning in a bottle. I mean, they could hit him ninth, eighth, seventh, Wherever, in the lineup. Man. Like, hey, Joey, just be a wild animal and do what you do. Yeah. Uh, the, the interesting thing with that, too, is and where New York is what it is, and those pinstripes are what they are, is he was catching that while this team was playing historically good baseball. No, You know, know. it's like it there tough. are a lot of cities where they're, you know, you're not spending an hour block of phone calls on the radio, you know, lamenting the the grand injustice of having to watch Joey Gallo as your team's 35 games over 500, you know, yeah, but here, he here, yeah, he here it. you do. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Mark, you're amazing. We love watching you, man. You do such a fantastic job, uh, you know, watching MLB Central and and uh, and all MLB Network programming. Uh, but if, for those who who are are not sure of the daily timing 9 a.m eastern all weekdays you can watch mlb central uh with mark and it's a it's just like i mean it's the best way to to kind of you know feel like you're ready for the day in baseball and you know what happened last night and yeah, you, you guys do catch everything that happens the night before for sure yeah exactly no, I, I appreciate it we, we we try hard man i got two great people sitting next to me lauren's lauren's a beast yeah, she is really is. She's so good. I, I didn't know her from anything when we got this gig. And to, our friendship's incredible. She's a hard worker. She cares. Robert's been great. We had Matt Vasgersian to start, and then he got the yeah. Sunday Night Baseball gig with A-Rod, so he had to take that. And Robert came in, and he has been a breath of fresh air. So we work hard at it. We love the game, like CT and yourself. I mean, I yeah. I love the game. I'd be watching the game regardless. Yeah. So that's yeah. That, that's that's the way. All I know. Well, Mark, we appreciate it, man. Uh, continue great work. Congrats again on being named manager of Team USA at the WBC, and we look forward to uh, watching you try and fit all those stars into one lineup, game after game. Pressure packed. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, see, I uh, I love listening to Mark. He seems like he seems like the kind of guy you'd want to be on the golf course with as well. Yeah, for sure. He's just the guy that you want to hang out with. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, you know, he's close to McCann. Obviously, you know how close. You know, everybody loved Mac when he was in New York. So. You know, if anybody that is close to Mac is is a good guy. So, uh, you know, he, he just comes across as, as – and, and I think he's going to be a great manager. You know, he's got all these guys signed up, 
because of him being the manager. I think he's got to take credit for that for sure. Hundred mm, percent, no doubt. Uh, and I'm excited to see. It, it's just all these guys saying they're going to play is going to create more of a groundswell of juice going into the tournament to make people want to watch. Absolutely. Um, see, you're back now, right? You're back. So, so, back. so you're back. C's back from his school. Italian about August. I'm about, to, I'm about to settle in. And, yeah. You know, after the, Labor Day. That's it. That's it. So you guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. Should have some fun things coming in advance of the baseball playoffs. Um, You guys also know we have a new YouTube page. Full episodes are up there. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and uh, follow all our social channels. And make sure you are following the pod wherever you get your podcasts. See, we'll do it again next week, man. Peace. Peace, everybody.